Good morning, everybody. I'm going over a little hill, and the sun is just popping over the horizon. It's nice and early in the morning. I'm going on a boat, and I'm going to go check out, for the first time in my life, whales. Oh, yeah. One of my followers on Instagram, Fish Guy Photos. What's up, buddy? How's What's it going? Up? How are you, Chris? Oh, awesome. Gorgeous morning, too. Isn't this the best time of the day, man? Oh, nobody around. The osprey just flew by. Uh, is that an osprey uh, nest right yeah, there? Yeah, there's the osprey right there. Wow! What can you tell me about the osprey? Uh, they made for life. Right. They uh, They made for life? 20, 25 years to live, and they'll... Uh, they migrate to South America, but the key to their marriage, yeah. when the male, they go, yeah. the male goes to one part of the Amazon, she goes to the other part. They don't see each other for six weeks, six months. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's why they uh, made for life. First of all, if, you, if your life uh, span is only 25 years, why would you spend it with one person? <laughs> one bird. There was one over here on the pole, you know, bunker yeah. this morning. Just oh, really? Rip, yeah, ripping it to pieces. And uh, for the people out there, what do, you, what do you do for a living? Because I follow you on Instagram and... Uh, it's funny because you saw me doing a lot of the surf casting and pulling the striped bass out of the ocean. And uh, we've been, like, talking off and on for the last year. And you're like, dude, you got to get on a boat. Screw that, uh, you know, uh, surf casting. Full-time day job, I'm a, I'm a marine, marine scientist. I manage the Marine Science Center for Stony Brook, Southampton. Nice. Uh, which is a research lab doing all sorts of stuff on the bay. As fish guy, I'm side business. I'm a writer, lecturer, just trying to get people out there yeah. promoting about what's here on Long Island wildlife and fish and I told my wife, I'm like, I don't think he works because every morning I'm checking out your stuff and you got drones in the air and you're scuba diving and you're whale watching and, uh, you know, you see the dolphins out there. I'm like, this guy's got uh, one hell of a life. I thought my life was all right. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I, I'm up, as you see, I'm up early. This, yeah. is, this is what I'll do before work. I'll get out for two or three hours before work, work all day. If the weather's good, I'll go back out again. You know, it kind of helps. I don't have any kids. Oh, okay. I'm married, but I don't have any kids. So right. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of I'm just out there just doing it. Perfect. So what are we doing today? Are we really going to see a whale, hopefully? I've been out four times, five times this year looking for whales, and we've connected every time we've oh, been out there. Hopefully uh, so, we have some good luck today. The, weather, the weather's on our side today. There's no wind. It's calm. It's sunny. Right. Uh, and it's early. They like to get active first thing in the morning. Let's so. do it yeah, then, man. It. it makes up for a bad day of fishing if you're not catching anything other than sea robins. <laughs> I, I caught my first sea robin yesterday, and, and I was cursing the fish gods because anyone that uh, does surf casting for striped bass, you know, early uh, in the season, it's great because you don't have to deal with the sea robins. And now from uh, this time on to literally October 1st, I will catch no less than three to 400 sea robins on the shore. So this should be uh, a lot of fun. We're going to jump on that tiny boat. We're going in the ocean. Yeah. All right. That's what sucks about boating is uh, getting started and you got to go like five miles an hour before you can open it up. Yeah, a lot of slow go, a lot of slow go. But this, this is a pretty cool spot. Like, so there's a lot of different stuff. You'll see a lot of birds. You know, there's a couple swans coming in for a landing. Uh, you know, the osprey, we'll see several nests of osprey as we go out. And this time of morning, they're feeding. So you'll see them crash into the water, grabbing bunker. Sometimes they'll catch small striped bass. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, which is a little bit of a kick to the, you know, it's like, all right, I've been out here all day, and these they're just popping fish out of the water. Right on cue, the swans are landing on uh, the pond. That That is uh, quite the sight right there. Here comes another osprey. With the sun, oh, wow, an osprey uh, to my right here. The sun is coming up to the left. This is, like, perfect, man. You know, people ask me about uh, religion and God. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what uh, what you think of all that, but th- this is God right here. 
I love being outside. It's like you, you know, I, like you say a lot of times, just being outside, meditation, just relaxing. I mean, when I'm out here, all my worries go away. Yeah. There's nothing else to think about. Whether I'm fishing or looking at wildlife, it's just your head's gone. You yeah. know, it's, everything's clear. You can do whatever you want. You, you can focus. Get I get a lot of my writing ideas done out here while I'm just kind of cruising. I didn't even realize that you know my brother Scott. Yeah, I've known Scott for a long time. Scott's a good friend of mine. He was actually one of my uh, first people that I got into photography with because he was you know he went to the same school i went southampton college and uh back in the day when i was there in the 90s he was uh selling calendars for underwater photography and he was the only underwater photographer i knew in the area so for me i was like holy cow you can you can do that here on long island you can and that kind of you know we've kept in touch over years we're both in the same field of science and um but yeah no he's he's awesome yeah his calendars were quite the hit i because i that was the first time I realized that there's a lot of really cool stuff to check out on Long Island when you're scuba diving. Because I've done a lot of diving, but it's been in Turks and Caicos and the Caribbean, you know, all these really, really nice places. And I've, I've never dove on Long Island. Well, we should, we should change that. Yeah. We should go. I mean, the, uh, we get a lot of tropical fish up here in the summertime that go, drift up on the Gulf Stream. So you'll see butterfly fish and croupers, things that you would see in those places here in our waters. Yeah. Um, Stingrays that are three hundred pounds. Um, yeah. I've, I've caught two stingrays off the beach. Yeah, no, they're, they're some of the, some of those big ones that get three, four hundred pounds. They'll strip your line, just you know, wipe it right out. I swear, it was the first time I thought I could actually have a heart attack from uh, you know too much exercise. I, I hooked on to a stingray, and and uh, a lot of fishermen know when you hook on to a stingray, they like to dig into the sand, and, and it's like. It's like no joke trying to reel in a, uh, a steel door. Oh, yeah. It's a giant suction cup. They just sit on the bottom, and you ain't getting them off the bottom. you got to get them early before they do that, and then you got to fight them through the waves. You use the waves to try to get into shore. Now, at this point, when we hook a stingray off the shore, we just cut the line, you know, because I finally got one in, so I got a cool video of it and all that, and now I'm like, it's not worth the work. Well, and you got to watch the spine, too. They can, they can sting pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the one we got, we caught one a couple years ago at work, and uh, it had its spine, it was the size of a snake knife. Really? Yeah. You know, that, that and, you know, and, they're, and they're sharp, you know, right. they're sharp and, and serrated backwards, so they'll slide in nice, yeah. and they tear the shit out of you when they come back out. Well, that's uh, how our boy Steve uh, Steve Irwin went, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, through the heart, too, and it, you know, which okay. makes it a little worse. That's insane, because he really knows, well, he knew what he was doing, and to go out that way, I mean, what, what are the odds that a stingray is going to hit you in the heart like that? Depends on what you're doing. I'm sure he wasn't just watching it. Right. <laughs> you know, knowing just knowing him. Well, but. he had confidence, so he, f- he was probably trying to get some really cool video, and, and uh, it didn't work out for him that day. It was a double-crested cormorant uh, drying its wings. You know, it kind of looks like a scarecrow flapping its wings. Yeah. They, uh, there's another one. I've never seen not- those birds before. They're, they're fairly common around here, and uh, they dive for fish, but they don't have oil to keep them dry, so after they feed, they hop up on a piling or a dock or a rock and dry off, and they'll shake their wings. Right. They, uh, in Southeast Asia, fishermen used to use them for feeding their families. Oh, really? The fishermen would have a couple on leashes, and they would dive down to catch a fish, and then they would come up with the fish, but they couldn't swallow because they had a collar, so the fishermen could take the fish, put it in a bucket, and then send the bird back. But he had to take good care of those fish because if they weren't healthy, yeah. they wouldn't feed his family. So it was kind of a mutual, almost like an underwater falconry. So I kind of have a little special spot for that bird. Wait, too. but they actually put a leash on them? Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're still able to fly and dive? Yeah, they would They would dive down, get their fish, and come back up. It's something that's practiced more for tourism now, but back in the day, that was a way of fishing. You know what I want to see today is, uh, I think they're called uh, mola molas. There's a good chance. We've been, I've been seeing a lot of them this year, but yeah, they're the weirdest looking fish out there. 
the Mola Mola, for the people that don't know, um, those those two clowns up in Boston. Uh, you know the viral video, right? Yeah, it's still, you know, I'm not a big video person. I don't watch a lot of those like, things, but that's one I seem to watch yeah. more times than not. It's just funny watching it. What was it? The guy uh, yelling to Jay, his friend, Jay, it's a baby whale. It's a baby whale. And that was the best part about it. It was went from, it was an injured whale that they were going to save to... Yeah. Holy shit, Jay, it's a flounder. We can make a lot of money. Let's yeah. kill it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, 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 the level of where they went with that was awesome. Yeah, they weren't sure what to do. Should we save the thing or kill it? If you don't know what a mola mola is, look it up on the Google because it is a strange fish. And it, it barely moves, right? Yeah, they're, they're, slow, <clears throat> they're slow moving. They're the world's largest fishing. They're about 2,000 pounds, but they look like just like a big head. Yeah. But don't let them fool you. They will breach. Uh, when I used to work on whale watch boats, I would see them jump four feet out of the water. Really? Yeah, they get those wing, those fins going like wings, and they just launch. And it's it's believed they do that to bang parasites off their body. Okay, yeah. but it, it, it's a it looks like a giant head with just tiny, tiny. Uh, 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 would you call them wings? Uh, flippers? What the hell do you call them? Big old fins. Yeah, big old fins. And what's crazy is they eat nothing. They almost exclusively jellyfish. Okay. Oh, and now now you're getting into the jellyfish discussion, which. Uh, which we have talked about uh, offline for the last couple of weeks. The fucking balloons and the plastic bags are killing marine life. And I know p- some people out there don't give a shit. They're like, eh, whatever, rope. But, it, but it's a real issue, man. Yeah, no, it's a big issue for not only mola mola, sea turtles, leatherback sea turtles, you know. You know, the problem, with a lot, I think, with a lot of people is, you know, just not knowing. You know, I, 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 get, I get it. You know, I was like, oh, when I was a kid, I let balloons go. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I never did it, but... When, you know, in my field, I start seeing, like, all right, whales washing up dead, they're full of balloons. I mean, there was a whale that washed up overseas a couple months ago. It had, like, 50 pounds of plastic and balloons in its stomach. That's just a horrible way to go. And, and you got to explain that because whales and a lot of other fish think that the balloons are jellyfish, right? Yeah, they think it's either food or something like a humpback whale, which hopefully we'll see today. You know, they're just filtering food from the water, so they're not looking at, oh, oh, let me spit this out. They're just taking mouthfuls of water and swallowing what's in it, you right. know, and plastic like that can be an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen some of your photos. Uh, once again, it's Fish Guy Photos on Instagram. As I turn my head, wow, it's just getting nicer and nicer. Um, and I've seen your, your diving pictures, and, and I think recently you posted a picture of a bag underwater, and pretty much you could, you could see that it looks like a jellyfish. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't like to focus on too much negativity with my social media. I like to make people aware what's here because I think if they do, they'll get excited. But the balloons are one thing that just irked me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that balloon, it just, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm underwater. I don't need. And sure, shit, there comes a balloon drifting by, and, and it looks like a jellyfish. I took some video just again to show people. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a jellyfish because you know, you could, again, people tell you, ah, it looks that. Now you see it. You know, yeah, until you exactly. see it, it's hard to get it. Well, I, you know, when I'm out at the ocean in the morning, I, I'm usually up this early, 5, 5.30, and, and the first thing I like to do is just take a really long walk. And the, the amount of balloons you see on the shoreline is unbelievable. And, and it's so depressing because it's like uh, a happy Father's Day, congratulations on your graduation, your first birthday, and they're all just deflated uh, on the shoreline. And, and a lot of them too, man. Yeah, or or the or the memorial ones, which yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sending it to my uncle who passed. But as they're doing it, they're just sending more turtles to meet them. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of depressing. And I think you were telling me that there's a, a new law on Long Island about balloons. Which listen to this. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, so it's it's not a new law, but it's a law that's been on the books that in Suffolk County on Long Island, it, you're it's legal 
or I should say it's illegal to release 25 or more balloons per day. Per day. Per person. Per person, which means we right now can release 48 balloons, be com- completely legal about doing it. Why even make the law? <sighs> and then what? Tomorrow we can release another 48 balloons? we can release another 48 balloons. Are so. you a global warming guy? Climate change? Where you at, Chris? Uh, climate change is happening. It's There's no doubt it's happening. I have a hard time believing that we don't have a... a, a, a a role in that yeah i mean you could look just look at anything look at our local bays you know we're screwing up local bays on such on scale well some people would say it's uh, reciprocal that you know this type of thing has been going on for as long as man has been you know on 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 earth oh sure it's been getting warm and cold over over eons yeah. but uh it's hard to say that it's we're not having a greater effect on it we're about to open up i think we're gonna get going i think we should go see some whales. well one, one other thing about that uh what, uh, as far as climate change goes, which frustrates the hell out of me, is that we've made it into a political issue. Sure. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, and that's just it. Like you said, it's, it's a topic of who you're going to vote for. Right. And, uh, which is kind of silly. It's our, you know, this, it's our planet, and we all, we're all going to be dealing with yeah. it. You know? it. Depending on your political affiliation, uh, you either believe in uh, climate change or you don't believe in it. And I think that is a, a terrible mistake we're making as human beings. Yeah, I, I see you're jonesing to open this, oh, yeah. thing, <laughs> this thing up. I'm, I'm hanging with Chris from Fish Guy Photos on Instagram, and uh, we're going to go hopefully uh, check out a couple whales today and some other things, right? I hope so, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it, I can never promise anything but a good time. All right, let's do this, <laughs> man. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cool. sit down over here as Chris opens this damn thing up. All right, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All let's right. do this. And here we go! Man, I am happiest when I'm on the water on a boat! Yay! We're in a, another no-wake zone. Uh, you know, the other thing I was I was uh, thinking about, so uh, I talked about that seal on a past podcast. It's called Get Me the Shovel, if you want to check out that episode with uh, with Carl. And uh, I was talking to you about, I, I was amazed at this seal. We found a seal on the beach for the people that didn't listen to that episode. And the gash on this seal was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it was alive. And you were telling me offline once again that uh, that, that seals are tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of these animals in the ocean have to, you know, they're constantly being chased. There's something always bigger than you that's trying to eat you. And if you're uh, not strong, you don't survive, you know. So, I mean, like, uh, I do a lot of work with white sharks on Long Island, uh, tagging white sharks. And one of my friends in the group works up in Gloucester, up in Massachusetts. He sent us a picture the other day of a a I think it was a gray seal. It was just mutilated but it was sitting up on the beach head up doing its thing you just know. chilling out just chilling out i'm sure it wasn't feeling great right. you know but uh there's a good chance if it can avoid predation it would heal up uh, See, even sharks themselves are amazing healers i don't know how humans survived evolution because you're, you're talking about that seal pretty much chilling out and, he, and he's going to be okay even though he's mutilated and us humans especially men if we have a hangnail or or a, a cold we're we're out for days Oh yeah, no, and it's you know I before I worked for Stony Brook, I used to work for a public aquarium, and I used to take care of the sharks and yeah. whatnot. And you, we come in one morning and you see one of the really big curval jacks with a giant chunk taken out of it, and then two hours later it was eating. Wow! You know? But one of us had a giant chunk taken out of us. We crawl up in a corner and die somewhere, <laughs> yeah, you know. Of course. Uh, of so course. yeah, survival. Wild animals. It's all about survival. 
I got to say, this didn't this didn't make the the podcast, but I was talking to Chris about the seal that I found. And I go, man, I felt so sorry for this thing. I got within five feet of it, and I was thinking of petting it. And Chris goes, yeah, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah, no, these are scars right here on my arm. From, oh, wow, uh, look at that. Nice. So before the aquarium, I used to work for the Riverhead Foundation. This was years ago, uh, rescuing seals and sea lions. Uh, sea lions. Seals, sea turtles, dolphins, and whatnot. And they... Um, they're vicious. They got powerful teeth, you know. Yeah. And and yeah, you don't want to get close to them. Yeah, that's a nice scar on your uh, on your wrist, young Quint. <laughs> Here, I'll show you a scar. Let's do this. See that one on my thumb? I almost lost half my thumb from an orange juice can back in the day, when you had to open up the orange juice can with a can opener and then you push the lid down. Well, uh, uh, a young opster didn't know how to do it properly and, and pretty much sliced half his thumb off. So you should come up with a better story. <laughs> come up with you were out fishing, a shark bit you, you know, it just sounds a little bit better. Well, did you ever see the picture of uh, my brother Scott with the hook completely through his thumb? Uh, I've heard about it. I don't know if I've seen the picture. I, but I, I definitely... posted it on my Instagram a couple years back. Maybe I'll try to find it and repost it. Uh, my Instagram is Opie Radio, by the way, but my brother's an animal, and, and somehow he got like a... A pretty decent-sized hook completely through his thumb. He had to go to the hospital to get it removed. Oh yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, I don't like that guy. Stuff. <laughs> I think I, you know, I've had I've had friends. Uh, one of our uh, one of the students that I uh, used to be at the college years ago, he was surf fishing off the rocks, and I guess he got snagged or something. But he went to pull, and a treble hook went right into his eye. Really, he missed his pupil by millimeters. Right, but he had this red nasty eye for like two weeks and I was like we made him wear sunglasses anytime we saw him the, the one thing when I'm uh, surf casting for striped bass uh, I, I wouldn't say one a summer but probably one every other summer a dog will eat my bait and the hook like I'll be chilling out with my family or whatever and the you know my my rods there I'm taking a break and the and, and you know the clam belly's still on the hook and every once in a while every every I should say every couple of years a dog will come along and, and, and thinks it's a quick snack and will freaking, uh, you know, take the hook and the bait. And then and then the the dog owners get mad at me. I'm like, uh, what, what do you want from me? Because now they have to bring the th- damn thing to the vet. Yeah, I can't imagine that's an easy one, too. Are we opening up we're, again? We're at the inlet, so let's uh, All right, let's, we're going to open up again. again. All right. I'm sitting back in my point, position. Yeah. At, at this point, just keep your eyes open. You know, as we'll see what we can spot. Like I said, I've seen the whales and dolphins in the inlet, so they could be at any point. Oh, very cool, man. All right. We're going to open this up, so I'll probably turn this off again. I'll just keep turning this on and off as we go. All right. He said, hold on as we get go through the inlet. It's a little bouncy. Wow, it's a little bouncy. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right, these bullies. I just have to trust that he knows what he's doing. These uh, these breakers are about, uh, I would say, about you eight might get feet. A little wet. Hold on. All right, now I might get a little wet. Yeah, we're going through some really big breakers as we try to get through the Shinnecock Inlet. Whoa! Yeah, I'm getting soaked. I am getting soaked. I'll try to keep this on for a second. We're just about officially. Whoa! Wow, we're going about 15 feet in the air. This is awesome. I haven't been on a boat in about a year. Okay, I'm babbling. I'm babbling. Wow. No joke, these breakers are about eight feet high. We're on a very small boat too, by the way. Every once in a while in life, you just assume the the person you're with knows what the fuck they're doing. So, that's what I'm assuming here. Ah, this is the life. The sun is just up over the horizon to my left nothing but open water in front of me 
now it's starting to smooth out. This is what it's all about. People ask me, uh, do you believe in God? When I do things like this, I believe in God, yes. I truly believe that God is everywhere. Everywhere, if you're willing to look for it. Alright, now we're opening up. This is... Now it's nice and flat, the water. Am I babbling? I'm sorry. I'm just really, really excited and happy once again. Bring it up to speed. Hang on, everybody. There she goes. So my buddy Cliff, he's uh, he's out fishing. He's got a little skiff, and he was uh, he just called because he knows I come out in the morning to do this kind of stuff. So he calls anytime he sees whales or whatnot. He said he saw a couple blows. Uh, which is when they breathe, they come yeah, up. Yeah, but, of uh, course. He's not sure if they were whales or dolphins, but still in the distance. But he just wanted to know if I was out here this morning, which I usually am. So that's why he gives a call. So he's going to, if he sees them come up and if they're whales, we'll turn around. Speaking of whales, did you, um, were you involved with that whale that was beached uh, a couple weeks ago, the big humpback whale? It was, I, I, it was like a 40, 45 foot yeah. whale that washed up on, on shore here in the Hamptons. Yeah, I, I personally wasn't there. Uh, my colleagues worked on it, though. Um, and uh, it was, What do you mean worked on it? So anytime a marine mammal washes up, they're protected. Uh, so they have to do like a whole... Um, Isn't it too late up. to protect them at that point? Well, <laughs> yeah. well that's, man, that's the problem. So they want to see why it washed up. Yeah. So that particular one I know was hit by a boat. Hit by a boat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah as you see, we're not far off the beach. We're less than half a mile from the beach. And yeah. on a, yesterday, on Sunday, there's boats all over the place going back and forth. And, you know, most people don't know there's even whales in the area. So they're not paying attention. They're just hauling down the beach to go to wherever they're going chasing fish whatever and you know a whale getting hit by the boat it just breaks their skull breaks their back if they're lucky they just get hit by the prop which yeah. will cut them and they'll kind of heal yeah but uh which i've seen quite a bit of but often they get hit by boats most of the whales that have washed up in the last couple of years have all been boat strikes oh no kidding yeah. and, and and do the the boats just sink ever Mo- most of them probably don't even know what happened really they probably just think they hit a log or hit a piece of garbage and just you know keep on going or maybe it messes up their prop Maybe they do know after. I mean, you know, no one's usually going to be calling up and saying, oh, I just ran over a whale. Most right. of the time, they're just... And where are we at with the whale population in general around the world? Well, around the world, it's down. You know, it's still... I mean, we hunted them, you know, to near extinction. What's for- fortunate, though, in our area is the uh, humpbacks in the Atlantic have been taken off the endangered species, and they're not threatened anymore, which is a great success story. And but, do, but does that mean people are going to start hunting them again? No, no. I mean, just well, for sport. There's some countries that still do hunt them. I know Japan. Uh, I believe Iceland, uh, Norway. I believe a few places still hunt them. But it's uh, no. I mean, the most of the world is is been, is set on protecting them and saving them. Uh, but the reason all the whales are here are the bunker. You see all the bunker in the water? I do. There's a giant school of bunker right there in front of us, and uh, nothing seems to be on them right now because they're just kind of being bunker. But the uh, Bunker were a fish that was harvested just for um, grain, food, you know, feed, oils. Nobody really cared about them because you can't eat them. And I'll eat anything, as you've started to learn. I've, I've eaten all sorts of different seafood. Well, you've eaten bunker? I've filleted them and looked at it. It's oil and grease. I won't go near it. It's, it's, it's just And too they don't much. have teeth, right? No, they're filter feeders. They feed on plankton. But what happened was nobody cared about them, so they un- went unregulated as far as harvest. And then someone said, you know, hey, a lot of things eat bunker. Maybe we should start regulating the bunker. And as soon as they started regulating, this happened about 10 years ago, the bunker populations exploded to the point where you'll see football fields, schools of these on the surface. Yeah. And uh, 
As soon as they came back, the whales came with them, the sharks, the bluefish, striped bass. You know, it's an important uh, it's an important fish in our area. It's actually, it's the most important fish in the ocean around I'll here. T- I'll tell you, you know, I was brought up on Long Island as, as well, and uh, my grandma had a house in Wading River. Uh, that's where Scott got his love for the, the water and marine life and stuff. And nothing better when you see a, a school of bunker and you get your your uh, your rod and you throw it in and you do some snagging. I'm sure you've you've done oh, yeah. some snagging. Oh yeah. And, and basically, you try to hit the school of bunker and then you just yank your rod and, and you're almost guaranteed to snag something. Here's my buddy. Let's oh, see. oh, all Let's right. See We're getting said. a phone call. Let's hey. see what the, what this is all about. Yeah. All right. We're gonna we're gonna run back that way then. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. That's my buddy Cliff. Uh, Cliff Captures on Instagram if you want to check him out. Too. Very he's, good, uh, yeah. But he's, again, a big fisherman around here, and he knows that I'm out looking for wildlife. And, okay. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to head down the other direction. Why? Is there whales? He said he's got a humpback and some dolphins, so let's oh, go see. Yeah, let's all go right. see if we can find it. All right. Sitting back down. Right. <sighs> going to take off again. This is it just... might get a little bouncy as we go past the inlet. All right, it's going to get bouncy again. <laughs> Chris keeps warning me of the bounce. <laughs> like I said, you got you to gotta just trust. Oh, my God. These rollers are crazy. And he's going a lot faster because uh, he wants to catch up to his buddy. That has a hump. Back well in sight. Oh my god, my back. I'm gonna turn this off and enjoy the ride. I'll turn it back on in a minute or two. Actually, for you, it'll be uh, no time at all, but I'm turning this off so I can hold on better. I think Chris is very excited that his buddy called about a well. These guys are no joke. What are we looking at, Chris? So I just saw a blow, and then two seconds later, I saw another blow, and then it's back. So it looked like it was diving down. So I'm just going to sit here and see where, we, where it comes up. Because, you know, one, one thing about the whales is you got to stay away from them. You can't get close to them. So you got you to stay at least 150 yards from them. So generally, like I like to do is just see where they are, and, and, you know, when they come up, then I know which direction they're moving. I could just stay away from them. I don't want to get on top of them. You know, want to minimize boat hits. But it was out in this area about one o'clock, two o'clock off our bow. Yeah, and the moon is uh, still out. It, it's yeah. a gorgeous morning here, man. It is so nice out here. It's calm. It's a little bit of a swell, but nothing. It's it's flat. There's no wind. I love how you're just uh, combing the whole horizon trying to see where this whale is. Yeah, you don't know where they're going to come up. That's the problem. They, they go down. They're big. They a couple of tail hits of their tail and they're gone. There he is. What, two o'clock? See the blow that just came up? I did not. Okay, keep an eye on that area. All right. He's, he's, far, he's still far away, though. He's, All right. I thought he was closer. I'm trying to spot it myself. He's, he's moving pretty fast. He's staying ahead of us. Chris is saying he saw it again. Oh, I just saw two of them. Whoa! That is awesome. We're actually taking video. Uh, I'll put some video up on my YouTube channel, Opie Radio. But I'm seeing uh, two two whales for the first time in my life from a boat. That was awesome. I'm gonna slow down. I'm gonna slow down. 
So, so what you just saw there was a deep dive. So they put their tail flukes up and go down, which means either one of two things. They're going to stay down for a little while or they're going to dive down to get under a school of bunkers. So if they do that, they do what's known as lunge feeding. And lunge feeding is when they swim under a school of bunker and then swim as fast as they can to the surface. And just as they get there, they open up their giant mouth and they just leap out of the water. Either There they are around the surface. Ah, I see them right there. Um, so keep your eye because it looks like they're circling. So there might be a school of bunker there. And when they jump out of the water, it happens like that. But it's impressive to see you know, a 30-foot whale come completely out of the water. And you'll see bunkers spraying in every direction trying to get away. What a sight. I, I was going to ask you how, how big these whales are. You're, you're thinking 30, 40 feet? Uh, it's hard to tell what these ones are just now because I haven't seen them. But, you know, they can get, you know, 40 feet. Right. Um, you know, so they can get quite large. Uh, they're, what they, they're known as baleen whales. So they filter their food from the water. Bunker is about as big of a piece of food they'll eat. Uh, what they'll do is when they gorge it in their mouth, their throat will swell open, and then they push the water through their baleen. The fish get, or shrimp, or whatever else they're feeding on at that time, gets stuck in the baleen, and then they wipe it down with their tail. There, oh, there it goes! Whoa! <laughs> well, completely out of the water. There's two of them, so the other one might join it. So All right. They'll feed together. That is quite, man, that's quite the sight, I gotta tell you. I've seen a lot of things in my life, but that... That will that will take your breath away. There you, oh, there's the other one. He's up. Yep. I missed the second one because I was talking to Chris. But oh my god! Oh, there I, I see the dolphins too. So now we're looking at uh, two whales jumping out of the water and uh, and, and a few dolphins. And we're maybe uh, three quarters to a mile off the beach, you know. Uh, and and right now we're in Quag, so that's Dune Road to our right. Uh, but yeah, just keep an eye out in that general vicinity. They'll, hopefully, they'll do it again. That is awesome. Does that ever get old for you, Chris? It never gets old. <laughs> never. It's uh, you know, it's it's, and it's funny. It's, you know, it's something that's it's such a big animal. Like I said, I'm kind of a little speechless even now, just trying to describe it. It's such a, it's just an awesome thing to see. And uh, you know, everyone's always like, oh, it's so rare. You know what it is because there's nobody alive that remembers the good old days. This Long Island used to be a whaling port, you know, and they would sit on the beach and watch for these whales. And when they'd see one, they'd run out with their canoes and you know, whatever, not kayaks, but you know, canoes, small boats, harpoon them and drag them back to the beach. Well, they eradicated the whale. Oh, oh I did it again. Missed it. <laughs> Just saw the end of it. Um, you know, they eradicated these whales. So and then all those people died. And now that the bunker came back, the whales are coming back. This is what they used to do historically. And uh, I just heard it here. Oh, there it is. Wow, that is just awesome. So what I try to do, if, I, if it gives me an opportunity, is I try to get a picture of its tail fluke yeah. and its dorsal fin. So what happens is they can ID these whales. So the tail fluke is almost like a fingerprint. And uh, I work with colleagues at Gotham Whale, which is out of Brooklyn, Cresley, which is here, the Riverhead Foundation, and then um, Atlantic Coast Marine Conservation Society. And they, they keep a catalog of all these whales, so you can find whales and ID them and, and see who's who. Uh, and then they get to know how old they are, if they've had calves. Uh, most of the whales in here tend to be younger animals, at least from what I've been told for some of the researchers. Uh, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, your Instagram is Fish Guy Photos, and uh, you got a lot of great whale pictures on on your Instagram. Blowing again. I, I see them blowing. That's a that's about uh, yeah, probably 
quarter mile to half yeah, mile. At least. And you know, it's and that's the thing on a day like today where there's no waves, it's easier to spot them because there's no white water. Right. Uh, as soon as you get start getting some white water, then it's uh, it's hard to see them. You know, unless they jump. Oh, he's up on the surface again. So he's taking a couple breaths. So usually they'll take a few breaths and they'll go back down. But again, there's two of them here. Uh, so we'll just have to keep an eye out. All right, right on, man. We're kind of following them, keeping our distance. But, uh, oh, my God, that is just awesome. That is just an awesome sight. And it's kind of cool because now uh, you don't see them at all. And then next thing you know, they'll pop up again somewhere around the boat. So now we're just kind of looking from side to side, waiting to see if they'll pop up. Oh, there's another one over there. Just popped out of the water again. Oh, there's a deep dive. See how the tail fluke had that white pattern? I sure it? did. Everyone is different. There was one I was watching uh, a couple weeks ago that had like this big black line going down the center, and you know, so they could tell each one by that. But because that was a deep dive, I'd keep an eye out. It's probably going to jump up again. All right, he went under. How long before he uh, pops back up? Usually. Ah, uh, could be a, it could be a minute or it could be several minutes. Uh, it all depends on what they're doing for the fish. That's okay. what makes it hard trying to get a picture of it. You know, you never know where it's going to come up. It looks like you like photography. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bigger lens allows you to get closer without getting close. Are you excited to see me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> hey, uh, while we wait for this thing, can you explain the whole shark phenomenon? And, and once again, explain to people that uh, that sharks don't want to eat human beings. Yeah, and that's uh, you know everyone's got jaws in their in their head when they think of sharks. You know, eat man eating machines. That's all they do is eat people. But uh, the uh, realistic, you know, this, there it goes again. Another blow, and down. Again. Oh, that's there's a deep dive. That is, so <laughs> I could I could watch that all day, <laughs> right? It doesn't it doesn't get it, old. it doesn't get old at all. So yeah, uh, so yeah, the so sharks. sharks. Everyone's got jaws in their head that these sharks you know, eat people, and realistically, there's eighty to hundred attacks worldwide. You know, and people are freaked out about sharks, but yet they'll get in their car and get on the expressway. You know, chances are you're going to die in that car going to the beach before you're going to, you know, get attacked by a shark. Uh, And, you know, and we kill millions and millions for shark fin soup. Another one of those cultural things that it's just not, it's not worth it. You know, and uh, they're top predators. They're important in the food chain. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, me and my colleagues, four friends from college, we kind of got together and started, uh, we we like to fish. So we, uh, what ultimate fish than shark? Yeah. So, but we learned a long time ago. We're like, ah, we don't like killing them anymore. I like seeing them. And uh, oh, there's another blow. Let's see if I can get a picture. Of All right, he's, uh, Chris is trying to take a picture for his Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, we started just tagging sharks. And then one of our sharks that we tagged right out of Shinnecock was a small mako. Got recaptured a year and seven months off of Africa. It was 2,200 miles away. Come on. Yeah. So we have whales, we have white sharks, you know, we have all that stuff right here on Long Island, and people just don't realize how much cool stuff is right here in our own backyard. And if you get bit by a shark, it's basically because the shark is confused and thinks you're a seal or something else, and it takes a bite, realizes human flesh is disgusting, and lets go and moves on usually. I, I, I compare it to fishing, you know, when you go fishing and you use a metal lure, right, you cast it out, you reel it in, 
Fish, bluefish don't bite it because they like to eat metal. To them, it's an injured fish. It's an easy meal. Well, when we're floundering around surfing, swimming, whatever, we look like an injured meal, an injured seal, which is an easy meal, and, and they'll do that. But, uh, yeah, most of it's a mistaken identity. You know, occasionally it's uh, not even a mistaken identity. It's just the wrong place, wrong time. Oh, they just jumped again. <laughs> I'm turned back. <laughs> you turned back, yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, so, yeah, but they're here, and, and they're a crucial part of the food chain. And... Um, yeah. What do you think of all the news uh, uh, shows that have to talk about the sharks? And, and then, you know, and this bather was a mere 20 feet from a shark and had no idea. I, I can't stand it. And actually, you know, it's funny. Feudes came to me 20 years ago and said, hey, would you ever want to be on Nat Geo or the Discovery Channel? I would have been like, oh, are you kidding me? That's like, that's the peak of it, you know. And uh, last summer, actually, me and our colleagues, each one of us, they uh, turned down Nat Geo. Oh, really? They called us up. They wanted us to do some shark stuff. But, of course, what was the title of the show? When Sharks Attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, come on. Get get out of the Hollywood. There's, we're doing such cool stuff. Just do that. I mean, why do you need to glorify it into these shark attacks? And this, my husband was swimming and he got attacked by. No, yeah. You don't need any of that. Just and, and, cool and like stuff. you said, that is extremely rare. Have yeah. you seen gray whites out here? Oh, uh, like I said, me and my colleagues, we've tagged. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, uh, adults. Sorry. Oh, I, I've only Full seen grown. one, uh, and I was out of Montauk years ago. Um, and what does that look like? When you're up, when you're that close, they're huge. I mean, the one I saw was probably ten foot, and I saw it for a quick second. Uh, my colleague, my co- colleague Toby, he's he's worked with them. He's actually been to South Africa where they lunge out of the water. And he said they're in- intense. It's a big, you know, anywhere from 16, 18, 22 feet in length. It's wow. a big shark. Yeah. Um, there was one adult off of Jersey just two weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it was all over social media. Came yeah. up and ate a guy's chum bag. Yeah, yeah. I um, saw that as the, as they were fishing. You know, they're passing through right now. They're they're on, well, they should be up north already, but there's still a few. You know, stragglers. Well, they like the cold water, don't they? They like the cold. The adults like the cold water, but more importantly, as adults, they eat seals. And the waters here now are too warm for seals, and seals are all up at Cape Cod. The sharks that we deal with here, um, we've been doing work on their diet, mostly bunker, sea robins, you'd like to know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The stupid sea robins. Skates, uh, you know, but uh, they're fish eaters. They don't start eating mammal until they're about 10 foot. I used to spend a lot of time in Nantucket and Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard when I was living up in Boston, and uh, I saw a lot of sharks off the shore up there. I guess because the water's colder? Colder, and that's where their food is. You know, that's the thing. It's all about food. Why are these whales here right now? Because of all the bunker that's around this boat right now. So... Wherever the food is, you're gonna, you know, that's that's where they're gonna go. All right, right on. I want to. I'm turning around so I can we'll see. Them for a little bit. So sometimes they'll 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 feed for a while, then they'll stop. They'll just shut down. And you know, if they're eating all that food, that's a lot of food to digest. Actually, I just saw him again. He's he's about a half mile up on the right, about one o'clock. How, how long could they stay down? They, I mean, some species like the sperm whale, well over an hour. You know, um, these ones, I, I think. I, I'll be honest, I don't know exactly, but I, I've seen them down for 15 minutes easily, and I know they can go longer than that. It yeah. all depends, I guess, what they're doing, too. You know, if they're actively swimming and feeding, then you might have to come up more often. There he is again. <laughs> God, when that just blows like that, it's it is amazing. Awesome. And uh, around, how many feet is that blow, you think? Up tall, it's probably at least 15, 18 feet up, you know, off the, off the surface of the water. And what's interesting, every whale has a different blow. So they have a pretty big puffy one like that, and then we'll have fin whales that'll have a longer one. Right whales have a big round one. Uh, every whale's a little different. Those are all whales that we could see around here. Generally, the humpbacks are the ones that you'll see closest to shore. As soon as you start going offshore, you'll start seeing finbacks, uh, minke whales, 
Uh, right whales, it's earlier in the season. It's late right now. They're up north. So I had one day, I was sitting here just watching dolphin. I had the engine off and they were swimming around the boat and then all of a sudden this whale just had to be 30 feet from the boat lunge fed uh, right next to the boat. Scared the crap out of me. But I didn't even know there was a whale there, you know. It was just one of those things that he was with the dolphin and I was, like I said, I was watching dolphin and then this whale jumped up. And you can see them from shore. Yeah. Granted, this one's a little bit far. But a couple weeks ago, I posted a couple pictures of two whales that were feeding right on the... My toes were in the sand, and they were jumping right in front of the beach. No you know? kidding. Early morning. Early morning when it's calm like this, you stand up on the beach, yeah. you scan, you'll see them. Especially you'll see them every once in a while. Well, all those years of surf casting, I've never seen a whale off the beach. Yeah, they're there. It's You know, again, it's, it's, it's knowing what to look for. Yeah. You know, like that blow, if you're not experienced at seeing it, you don't notice it. Of know? course. Very, very cool, man. I mean, you said we would probably see a whale, and Chris, you delivered, man. I got to be honest with you. It's never easy. That's, you know, as a naturalist, I mean, that's... You were probably panicking, though. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with Hope, and uh, he wants to see a whale. You, you well, probably didn't even sleep last night going, oh, my God, this has got to work today. But you know you know what, though? I, I, well, you know what got me real nervous? When you got on the boat, when you are coming down, I saw you had a banana in your hand. <laughs> bananas and boats and fishing do not go well. We actually have a rule at the college, no bananas on boats. Why no bananas? <laughs> Banana's a bad mojo. Bad, bad, bad. There's captains that'll throw you in for having a banana. Uh, I got into an argument. Wait, where did that start? <laughs> so here's my banana story. All the students I work with love my banana story. So what ends up happening is bananas just come from the tropics. Yeah. Sailing vessels would go to the tropics to get the bananas. And what else lives in the tropics? Spiders, scorpions, things that can kill you. Oh, there's a big die. Oh, it just went down. Tail down. Um, so... What happens is they'd load up the bananas in the boat and ultimately a hitchhiker of a scorpion or something would get on board and kill one of the crew. So, all right, so Mike died on a whale watch boat. Right? Oh, not whale watch, a banana boat. What about, um, but then the other thing with bananas is they, uh, they ripen quickly. So to get them to port, the captain would have to sail as fast as he could, which meant the guys on board couldn't troll for fish, yeah. which meant they didn't get a good diet. They were just eating bananas, so they'd get sick and die. More, oh, more people die in a banana boat. Yeah. Uh, then, again, they ripen quick, so the captain would take shortcuts around. Instead of going around an island, he'd go through two islands, and in the tropics, those are reefs. He'd hit the reef, the whole boat would sink, killing everybody on board, so more people die in a banana boat. And then uh, the last one is they release ethylene. So if you go to a grocery store, you'll see bananas are already segregated. They're never with the other fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Because ethylene ripens other stuff, but it's also tox uh, can kill you. So if you have a boat full of bananas and there's a lot of ethylene down below, you go below, you get a banana, you come, you're dead. You know, so a lot of death would happen on these banana boats. So <laughs> it's just a stupid banana lottery. It's gonna meet you at five in the morning. What do you expect me to eat? <laughs> it's one of those superstitions. But when you're a captain or a fisherman, who are you gonna blame? You're not going to blame yourself. Yeah, you'll blame you know, the guy that brought the banana. banana well, go. the banana brought us good luck today. I'm telling you, so the banana is okay. Uh, but there was a bunch of dolphin right there. I'm just moving a little bit up there because they've moved far ahead from us as we've been uh, Yeah, we're kind of not chasing them, but we're following uh, the whales. I'm turning back around so I can see the, see the whale jump out of the water again, man. i got to ask you a couple questions about birds. Yeah. Uh, the piping plover. The damn piping plover, which... Uh, yeah, I mean, when when they they see piping plover eggs on on a beach, they will they will put up fencing that is as as large as a football field to protect the damn thing. And it, it's a flightless bird, right? 
Oh no, they can fly. They definitely can really? fly. Really? Oh, I've yeah. never seen one fly though. Or, yeah. or it, do they fly short distances? Could you? Well, they, they they migrate, so they're not here, you know, year round. So they they, they disappear. Uh, but the thing with them is they tend to like to nest in disturbed areas on the beach. That's where we like to be, and that's why it's disturbed. Is because generally that's where we are. Um, why do they like to just lay their eggs in the middle? In the middle of a beach with no protection. Yeah, that's you know that's just it. You know, their eggs try to look like sands. You know, they try to blend in a little bit. But uh, you know, there's animals that fill all sorts of niches. You know, that's just their niches being uh, being on the beach. <laughs> uh, oh, it pisses people off though because oh, they, they, they wake up, they got a house on the beach, and next thing you know, the whole thing is fenced off in front of them. Yeah, I mean, when I do, I give a couple bird lectures, and uh, there's there's more than the piping plover. There's several. There's a black belly plover. There's a semi-palmated plover. There's all these different plovers, and anytime I me- just mention plover, I feel like I got a duck because I'm waiting for someone to throw something at me. Yeah, most people get really angry when you. Yeah. When, uh, anyone that uh, lives near or, or uh, on the on the ocean and in the beach, they hate the piping plovers. Why why are they so protected? Uh, it's, it's an endangered species, mostly due to habitat destruction. So, I mean, a perfect example, like you said, there's people with the houses on the beach. I mean, look at our shoreline. It's all developed. Yeah. So, you know, the more it gets developed, the fewer places these animals have. You know, not just them. I mean, there's there's all sorts of terns, and, you know, you can even diamondback terrapins, which is isn't dolphins, uh, which are turtles. Uh, you know, so again, a lot of it is habitat destruction. And um... now let's talk about the terns for a second. Th- those are evil birds. <laughs> oh wow, a whole school of dolphins off to our right. Oh yeah, like you just said. But now, now so I'm seeing are, them. Those are uh, bottlenose dolphins. So we'll get a couple different species of dolphin around here. The bottlenose are the ones that are closest to shore. Uh, flipper, I guess. You, I mean, not not that anybody knows what flipper is anymore. I, mean, I guess we're dating ourselves on that <laughs> you one. You just but. dated yourself really badly. <laughs> yeah. And I was making believe I didn't know who flipper was. Yeah. Because I'm an asshole. Yeah, it's all right. The, again, I work, you know, I work with a lot of college students, and they uh, they don't know a lot of the references I end up making in that point. But, uh, That's but yeah, these are these are the bottlenose dolphin. Uh, they get fairly large, 800 pounds. Uh, they feed, they're here to feed on the bunker. Oh, there's a whale coming up with his tail again. Just went down by those two gulls. Yeah, in the I, I saw it straight ahead. So um, we got we got a whale straight ahead, and we got a whole bunch of bottlenose dolphins to our right here. You know, the dolphin; they, these ones seem pretty calm. They're just up on the surface. Yesterday, they were chasing the bunker, and they'll jump completely out of the water, somersault, yeah, do all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, there they are! Wow, they're right there. That's if so you get cool. a little further offshore, we got the common dolphins, and they'll bow ride. So, like, you can sit on the front of the boat, and they're jumping as the, as you ride the boat, and they just follow. These ones don't tend to do that though. Once in a while, but most of the time, they're just being dolphins. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Explain the turns. Why, why are they so aggressive? Oh, uh, nests. You know, it's, they get one shot at laying a couple eggs in a sea. You know, like. Like people, for example, we reproduce year-round. There's no season. You know, a lot of these birds have a season, and they have to they have to lay their eggs, and they have to hatch in a certain amount of time. Otherwise, they miss reproducing. And in many cases, they're only laying two or three eggs. So it's everything they can to keep those birds alive, uh, you know, because that's their future generation. If, you know, if uh, they get wiped out from a predator or say a big storm comes in, early season storm, and wipes out the... Uh, wipes out all the nests and they got nothing so, so they, because of their stupid evolution when you got to get bopped on the head every once in a while when you're walking down the beach because you happen to be too close to a turn's nest oh yeah no they'll hit you they'll shit on you they'll you know whatever they have to there's some birds there's uh there's a black skimmer which we have around here 
that will actually fall from the sky, crash into the sand, and drag itself to lure you away. Because the idea is, all right, well, my chicks are up there that can't fly. I'm injured. Maybe I can lure the predator away. And as soon as you get closer and closer, it gets up and flies away. Oh, no kidding. They figured that shit out? That's amazing. Oh, here's more dolphins. Wow, the dolphins are really close. Chris just picked up his camera to to film and take some pictures. Uh, I'll post a whole bunch of this. He's a, whoa, and the whale is really close. It just oh. popped up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut it off now and just sit here. <laughs> wow. So there, oh, there's a dolphin. So the whales are just circling this area. Um, because again, there's a lot of bunker. You can see all the splashing from the bunker. Yeah, yeah. And we got dolphins about 50 feet off to our right. Just swimming around the boat, checking us Are out. Are you allowed to get close to dolphins? Dolphins, you got to stay about 50 yards, but right now the boat's off. Right. You know, the motor's off in neutral, so they, they they could do whatever oh they Oh, my want. God, that, and another blow of a whale. This is, you you nailed it. We got dolphins and we got two whales uh, uh, pretty pretty close to the boat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this these ones are, you know, a couple hundred yards probably, but but it's so calm you can hear. But see this bunker in the water? It's just in between the two of us. So I have a feeling he's going to swing back around and jump up and grab those bunkers. So let's just keep right it there. Up. Okay. Let's keep an eye on All right, that I'll spot. keep an eye on that spot. No problem. Let's see if I can get a picture of it. Hey, Chris, you also you uh, you have a falcon, right? I'm a falconer with a red tail hawk. Yeah. So uh, I have a lot of hobbies. If you if you follow me on social media, you'll see my my hobbies change as the seasons go. So summertime, I'm diving. I'm fishing. Wintertime, I'm doing wildlife stuff inland, or, or I'm out hunting my red-tailed hawk. Yeah, um, something I've, I've had her... You actually own a red-tailed hawk? I do. I had her in... Uh, she's at my house. We trapped her. She was a young bird when I got her. Um, trained her. And we go squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, and uh, it's quite awesome. I mean, that's another thing that... Talk about never getting old. Going out in the woods with a hawk, letting it go... And walking, and as you call it, it call it follows you, and it listens, and works with you, and comes home with you. Oh, oh I thought he was going to jump. Um, now another blow from a whale. Now they're now they're far away again. Wow, the fin right out of the water. That is awesome. Did you get that picture? It. Yeah, I got it. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah, that's far. I mean, it's far. I'm going to have to zoom in on it, but that's okay. Oh, but what's nice about it is, and I'll zoom in on the camera. I mean, you can see with the glare here, but. Uh, you could see the markings on the tail, as I was mentioning. You nailed it. All right, you're going to put that up on your Instagram, uh, Fish Guy Photos, and I'll put it on my Instagram, Opie Radio. And, you know, so I'll send that to some of my colleagues, and what they'll do is they'll put it in a book, or they'll look through their books of records and see if they can ID one of these whales, which would be cool, because then... It's pretty much like a fingerprint. They're all different? It, they're all different. Um, I've seen them... Uh, ooh, what is that? Oh, it's a boat. <laughs> Sorry. Tiny boat. Not a little tiny boat. Um... Yeah, it's just like a fingerprint. Everyone will have individual markings. You know, and these whales can live for a pretty long time. Uh, easily, you know, 60, 80, 100 years. Some of the other species, like the bowhead whales, um, have, been reported at, have been reported at 200 years. Wow, really? They actually found one a few years back. I don't, I'd have to find the article, but uh, a few years back it washed up dead, and it had an old harpoon still in it. Really? That it, when it broke, you know, back from whaling days, so... You know, so that's the other thing with these animals. They're slow growing. They take a long time to reach maturity. They typically only give birth to a calf every couple of years. So it's not something that you see a lot of. Like the northern right whale, for example, there's there's, there's less than 500. And last year, actually, I think the number's close. Oh, I keep, that boat keeps coming up on the wave. I keep thinking it's a 
keep thinking it's a, a whale. But, uh, you know, last year they lost about eight or nine right whales. That's a lot when you only have a couple hundred. Sure. You know, that's that's a lot of animals to uh, to lose for a population. So, so a lot of these whales live uh, 80 years? At least. At, yeah, least. at least. Now, what, the lifespan of uh, turtles, uh, that just gets completely out of hand, right? Some of the, some of the turtles, yeah, hundreds of years. Hundreds? Know. Yeah, it's like the Galapagos turtles, you know, that, you know, shit, they used to go to... When, when they first found the Galapagos Islands, they would load their ships with these turtles upside down because they would stay alive. Yeah. And then they would feed on these turtles. Talk about a shitty way to go. You got you to gotta talk about that red tail uh, hawk <laughs> a little more, man. Emmy. Emmy is her name. You know, good killing name. Oh, and there's all the bunker splashing. Yeah, that's what Now I'm I see him. I'm hoping we're just going to sit here. I'm hoping he comes at one of those. Well, I haven't been able to find the other one. It only seems like it's the one right now. But I'm hoping he comes back and just feeds right in front of us there. Um, yeah, no, so I have my red-tailed hawk. And, uh, is named... that the one that uh, Scott took video of? Yeah. My I, brother? I took Scott and his wife and his kids, and uh, yeah, we had, we had a good time. I don't think and I you caught... called the red-tailed hawk, and, and they were wearing the glove, and it was an amazing video. I, I actually want to do that, to be uh, completely oh, okay. honest the with you. Se- the season for that is in the winter, so it's no, pretty much I start up in November, and I'll fly through March. Um, and what, what does the hawk do uh, this time of year? Hangs out in my backyard. I got a big bird cage, and uh, she kind of just hangs out. She's molting her feathers right now. She's, she's really cranky. Um, you know, people always <laughs> people always come up to me, and they're like, hey, how's Emmy doing? And this time of year, I always like to say, ah, fat and cranky. And then people in the background don't know I'm talking about a bird. They think I'm talking about my wife or something. <laughs> I usually get the ugly look. Like, what the? Don't talk about your wife. Like, I'm like, no, it's my bird. My so bird. traditionally, it's not active this time of year? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, I mean that's, a, that could, that's a whole other podcast. But, yeah, there's a season for it, and the season goes from October through March. And there's a whole reason why, and it makes sense. It's not just DEC being I got, I got to ask the dumb question. So, are you able to completely let the thing go, and it's going to come back to you? Yeah, that's I've been doing it for ten years. When we get to a spot where I'm when hunting, does it get to a point where where wow, it just uh, another blow. That is that is just awesome. Um, when do, when does the the bird realize you know it should come back to you though? How, how how do you do that? How do you train it to that point? It's it's all it just takes time of training, and uh, she learns that I am a food source, whether it's. I've got food in my pocket or I'm flushing game for her. So she'll follow me and watch everything that I'm doing. Even so like that day I took your, your brother and his family out, um, she followed me through the woods because she knew I was the one looking for squirrels or trying to flush out a rabbit. And then uh, that particular day, we didn't catch anything. Um, so then at the end, she's like, all right, well, I'm hungry. You know, feed me. And, and uh, that's when I can give, you know, people a glove and some food. And then she'll fly down on their hand. They get to see her. And then I put her back in a tree and I get switch gloves with somebody else. And um, it was not every day, just like wild animals, not every day they catch something. You know, sometimes they, a lot of times they miss, um, which is, you know, that's part of nature. All right. We're, uh, the whales got pretty far away. I think we're going to try to get one more look at them before we start heading back because Chris got he has to get to work he was kind enough to uh, say hey man I could take you out I could show you your first whale on the water but you're going to have to meet me at 5 in the morning I'm like I'm usually up anyway let's do this so I'm starving I want to eat my fucking banana (laughs) now I can't take my banana out of my book bag these lunatics are there and there's superstitions. Is that bunker to our right? What's that? Is that bunker to our right? 
splashing like crazy. Is that bunker over there? Yeah, there's a group of pot of them right here. School right here. Um, nothing seems to be on them though. Like there's no bass work in them right now or bluefish. And what is, what is bunker eat? Because everyone eats bunker. They're just plankton eaters. They filter plankton from the water. They just swim with their mouths open and they f- filter it out. You know, so they're feeding on the bottom of the food chain where all the energy is. That's why everybody eats them because they're full of energy. When I worked at the public aquarium, you know, we collected a lot of fish and. Some ways of collecting them, they would go back to the tanks and be fine. They didn't, you know, they, but it, you had to handle them properly. You know, yeah. bunker, for example, super delicate. You look at them funny, they're dead. Like to try to put them in an aquarium and try to bring them back as an exhibit, they're, they're just so delicate. It's probably because they're high strung. And when you start netting them, they're like, oh shit, something else is trying to eat yeah, them. Yeah, now. yeah. They just, they burn out. Other fish, like we would That's catch- hilarious, they're high strung <laughs> because that's, that's the bit me and Carl did. You know, I, I think we're. Uh, giving some of these fish a relief when we take them out of the water for a few seconds because <laughs> they're like, because they're like, thank you, I can breathe and relax for a couple minutes because everything is trying to eat everything in the ocean. I mean, <laughs> you had, no one escapes something trying to eat it. You had me rolling in the car when I was listening to that. Because oh, it's, thanks. It's 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 true because like like I, me and my friends joke all the time like. Who? What did Bunker have to do in a previous life to come back as a Bunker? Yeah, yeah. Because everything eats you. You know, you're you're swimming along. All you eat is plankton. So you're eating little plants and little microorganisms. And all of a sudden, an osprey rips you out of the water, flies you to a telephone pole. It's got hooks in you, ripping you apart. Your yeah. eye first, you know, <laughs> flopping around. Then all right, you avoid the osprey, and then a shark eats you. Then a right. whale comes and swallows you whole. You're, right, right. you're constantly, you know, then you got fishermen snagging you with hooks. It's just you're constant. You got an X on your your back your whole life but yeah in the ocean everything is there's always something bigger than you yeah Here's, and you even i think you even talked about this a little bit with sharks too you've got into it but like some sharks yeah. like the sand tiger shark when they're pregnant the female will have two uterus and the pups start dropping into the uterus is uteri and the first ones to develop eat their siblings in the uterus oh my so they're God. so she gives birth to two sharks one in each uterus but they're 24 inches yeah but they're eating sharks before they're even born. Wow. So, that's you know, crazy. <laughs> the ocean is, I mean, not even just the oh, wild. Yeah, in, the ocean doesn't everything, play. Man. Everything in nature is, nature is cruel. She Here, could be a bitch. <laughs> here's the life of a bunker. Ah! 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 <laughs> why, why do you think seals learn to bounce a stupid ball on their nose? They're like, thank you. Get me out of there. I don't need this shit anymore. That's just even seals. I mean, they got, you know, that's, you know, sea lion. A two thousand pound sure. stellar sea lion can still be grabbed by a white shark on the west coast. You know we don't have those around here, but yeah, you know, yeah. but just things in the ocean, man. Things want to eat you. You know, I don't know. I lost sight of the whales. I don't know where they well, went. Well, because we're having they, fun now. They, they, there's a whole there's bunch of bunker, bunker here. bouncing all around. I was us. hoping there'd be some fish to catch with around them, but yeah, so yeah. what they're doing is just being bunker. They're just flapping their tails. They're just you know. I don't. Nobody really knows what they exactly do. Sometimes it's thought that they're coming up to bang off parasites. Maybe it's a uh, oxygen thing. But you know, we're out here in the ocean. There's not an oxygen problem. But uh, I think uh, simply, it's just trying to get the fuck out of the water. Trying to get out of the water. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I had a. I had a I, years ago. I had an interview at Fox on news, and they were shark attacks, and they were, and the whole thing was was like, how do you survive a shark attack? And my answer was, get out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but. You, 
No, you only survive if you're being attacked by getting out of the water. Yeah. You know, if you're in the, so it's, yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. They're just trying to get out of the water. <laughs> but in most cases, after a shark bites you, it moves on. It doesn't come back for a second bite, right? Yeah, for the most part, like we were talking about earlier, it's just a, it's a mistaken identity. They thought you were a seal. They thought you were something Well, the problem else. is it, the bite is pretty f- oh, yeah. intense, unfortunately. And, and, and that's, know, that's how you die. It's not like they're eating you alive that the one bite could kill you because it, it's just so intense oh yeah and the bite you know not might not even be trying to eat you they don't have hands right how do you feel something yeah yeah they take it out like with their mouth they kind of like like they, you said gnaw on it but then they if it's my taste. arm you know it, it's gone right. but again 80 to 100 in the world and unfortunately you know people are going to die in their car yeah you know, but nobody thinks twice about getting in their car and there's no. a higher risk of that and, and you know i'll turn on the news tonight and it'll be another shark attack story yep or a near miss, you know. I, I love the one where they have a drone or a helicopter and, and they show you like a school of sharks and then the bathers are still easily a quarter mile away. Like uh, these bathers, I said it earlier, but, you know, they have no idea what's lurking out there. It's like that the, they're not coming close to the humans. The white sharks that we're catching, yeah. if you knew how close to the beach they were, people would freak out. Oh, we're, really? We're, we're, we're out too far right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so I was joking about that. But no, the, they're there. So, you know? so when you're swimming at the ocean, how close are they? They're in, they could be in the surf zone. Some species, like the sand tiger, I told you that the pups eat each other. Yeah. They're in the surf zone. You'll find them in the bay. Um, we've had one of our white sharks that had a radio tag get ping itself into Chinook uh, Ridge. Uh, Great South Bay. Yeah. Kind of swam in past some buoys. It was in there for a little while and then came back out again. Wow. So, you know, the sharks are... All right. I, was I, a, I was trying was, to joke about this, No, bunch. no, they're, they're all around. I think the funniest thing I saw was on the internet not too long ago was a, this guy talking about an old-timer's trick to find out if there were sharks in the water and it had to do with a spoon. Yeah. And he goes down to the beach and he spooks up the water and he tastes it. He goes, it's salty. There's sharks in the water. It's <laughs> it's pretty much like that, man. Yeah. They're, they're all around. It's... Uh, the biggest shark I've ever caught to date was a 11-foot mako, and we were not even three miles off the beach. Wow. You know, we got an hour and a half getting it boat side. We tagged it and let it go. I mean, it was probably close to 400 pounds. Wow. But, again, stone throw from the beach. We could smell hamburgers. We were getting hungry. <laughs> Do you have to get to work soon? Yeah, I should probably start heading back here in a little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't be polite. If you got to get back, then we can start uh, heading back. Yeah, no, I mean, I did it. I, I got to see whales today. You got a few pictures. We'll we'll certainly post that up on uh, on my Instagram, Mopey Radio, and uh, and Chris's, which is uh, uh, Fish Guy Photos. Yeah, Fish Guy Photos, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm all over the place. All right, let's turn this bad boy cool. around, man. Bring it up, Steve. <laughs> Hang on, everybody. <laughs> there she goes. Yeah, we got lucky. <laughs> we got lucky with the wind. We're we're pulling back in to the docks, and uh, Chris from Fish Guy Photos on Instagram. That that was a that was a hell of a morning, my brother. Oh, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it all worked out. I mean, everything. I mean, the weather was fine. We found dolphins. We saw whales. Um, oh, low tide. <laughs> low tide. There we go. That's a great way to end it. As I'm saying, we're doing really good. That's how we should end it. The look on your face uh, in this pad. No, are know, you all right? Is yeah, the water all right? It's just a soft mud. It's just low tide right now. <laughs> oh my God, your face! You're such an expert, and then you just took, you just made a rookie mistake. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, I got I got I can't end on a high note, right? We got to end on a shit note, but that's all right. It's uh, yeah, it, it's really low tide right now. You know, with the north wind, it pushes a lot of the water out of the pond. Yeah, the wind is now picking up, so. Uh, I think we timed this perfectly today, and 
You did it, man. I've never seen a whale from a boat, and uh, it, it was as amazing and awesome as I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, like I said, it never gets old. And I, I'll, you know, I'll probably be out every every morning this week if the weather's holding up like this. You know, so it never, ever, ever gets old. Just coming to the dock here. Let me just tie up. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we're we're back at the dock here, and uh, we're gonna start wrapping up, but. Chris is on his way. You're on your way to Alaska, right, Chris? Yeah, I'm gearing up to head up to Tanaku Lodge up in uh, Alaska to get halibut. See, that's where I should have went for a podcast. We could make that happen. (laughs) You know, I think they're sold out for this trip. but uh, Maybe next summer. I hope to be going back again. So you want to make that happen, we can definitely... uh, And what's the deal up there? I mean, everything is... I got a fishing buddy that goes to Alaska every um, summer, and the pictures from his trip are just simply amazing there's so many fish up there i've never seen before in my life they look prehistoric everything is bigger too like we were talking about earlier just everything eats each other yeah you know up there well you know i've had halibut coming up 40 50 pound halibut and a 2,000 pound stellar sea lion grabs it by the tail and in one or two shakes rips it in half and it's gone no kidding yeah you know then uh you know like around here we'll have you know, you have the gulls stealing your bait. Yeah. Well, they're eagles, bald yeah. eagles. They're like pigeons. They're everywhere. They're just, you know, so. But then whales, like you saw this. I, wait, wait. I, I got to stop you for a second because some other people have told me that. You know, when we see a bald eagle in America, it's like, holy crap. You're like just in amazement. But there's parts of this uh, this this country of ours. There's so many. They're almost like, like flying rats. Yeah. No, here on Long Island, I mean, we see eagles. They're around. I've gotten pictures of them, but they're so jumpy. They, they're nervous birds. They stay away from people. But when you go to places like Alaska, there's just a lot more of them. They're used to people. They, yeah. And they turn into almost like gulls. They'll garbage dump, you know, that dump, dumpster dive, you know, right. looking for food and uh, it kind of gives you a different appreciation for them when you see sure. them like that. Yeah, there's a little zoo in um, I forgot exactly where. It's like Northeast Philly, and they have uh, a whole e- bald eagle program where they have a whole bunch of eagles there that can't fly anymore that that they take care of. Yeah, I mean eagles. I mean, there's a few places that do rehab for them, and you know, but eagles were wiped out here. They were most in the United States, especially in New York where we are. There were very few left. Yeah, uh, and then due do to work from the DEC, they reintroduced the eagles, and now they've established themselves, and they made a comeback. Their big problem was DDT, okay, which was a pesticide they used to kill for mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then it would cause their eggshells to be thin, and they would kill the chicks when they'd sit on them. Same thing with the osprey we were talking about earlier. They were not here prior to the 70s due to the use of DDT, but then once the DDT was banned in the 70s, osprey, peregrine falcons, bald eagles, pelicans, all these birds made a big comeback, and uh, it was all just from the pesticides. So that's what's crazy when you think about them still using pesticides now. Yeah. You know, all right, it's, it's safe. Right, It's still killing stuff. You know, in 30 years, if we do this podcast, what am I going to talk about that maybe was affected by yeah, this, yeah. today's chemicals, you know? Yeah. Um, the bald eagles, though, this, this particular zoo, there's got to be, like, at least 100 and then those turkey vultures are all around the, the zoo as well. God, the wind is killing us right at the end. Damn it. Um, but I was talking to the lady there, and, and they said, you know, it's completely illegal to um, own any uh, anything from a bald eagle, like the feathers. Uh, they said when um, the birds at this particular place lays their eggs, they have to destroy them. Why is that? Why wouldn't they uh, bring the eggs somewhere else? 
Well, it depends on, I guess it depends on the bird, but they'd have to then reintroduce them somehow. And, you know, mom and dad would teach them how to feed and find food. So that would be a tricky thing just to take a chick and just let it go again. Oh. You know, so it's how to, you know, they learn from mom and dad. So if mom and dad aren't there teaching them how to feed, how to fly. And mom and dad can't fly. If they can't fly. So they decided, you know what, any any uh, birds that have eggs in this particular location, we're just going to destroy because it, it, they wouldn't have a, a shot of surviving. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact. And, the, and then they told us you can't even own a a piece of a shell or anything no and that, that goes for everything like we were talking about falconry earlier i have a permit i have a license and yeah. if you were to even a, a red tail hawk feather yeah pick up a red tail hawk feather yeah. you're not allowed to have it no kidding it's a federally protected bird so what happens is yeah you could say you just found it but then so could somebody shoot something and say right. oh i just i just found it so right. they make it so you just can't have any you of that can't stuff. have it no matter same what. thing with like seals sea turtles whales like if you find a sea turtle shell on the beach you can't keep it oh, whale I bones that. yeah all that I stuff get, I, I got protected. a piece of furniture i gotta get <laughs> if it was prior to 1972 and you can prove it then it's okay because that was when the marine mammal protection oh, okay. act went into effect but yeah if you just find like a seal seal skull or something on the beach legally you're not allowed to keep it yeah right yeah. on well chris this was absolutely awesome the big plug for your uh, instagram and anything else you want to plug oh, i mean fish guy photos on instagram if you're not in instagram i'm on facebook twitter i hate twitter but i'm i'm there uh, YouTube. Wait, Vimeo. why do you hate Twitter? There's no way you you deal with the trolls like us, uh, like us radio guys. <laughs> yeah, they're there too. Even in the fish world, there's for real. Yeah, what, maybe what, not as bad as you, but you still get. What, what is the horseshit you have to deal with on Twitter? Oh, just when you, you had it. Same thing. If catching a fish, keeping a fish, you know, they they they'll go after. You know, they, people like to complain. I find Twitter, at least out of all my media, yeah. I don't, not, I'm not saying I get a ton of trolls, but if I do, it's always on Twitter. Yeah. I think people just have too much shit on their time. Too much freaking time. Get outside. Go look at the, go to the beach. Look at some whales. Right. Enjoy life. Get off the Find a friend Twitter. with a boat and go check out whales. <laughs> no kidding. The last thing I want to do is check my Twitter after doing what we just did. Yeah, no kidding. It's just, it's, I, people just got to get out, man. Just get away from the freaking phone. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so it's Fish Guy Photos on Instagram. Yes, Fish Guy Photos on Instagram. That'd Chris, awesome. it was a pleasure. Was we got to do this again. Yeah, no, let's, let's get you diving. And we got to do the Red Tail Hawk. Uh, we'll do that in the come winter, yeah. We'll that would you be out. awesome. But uh, if we if we go, though, and she's successful, you have to have uh, squirrel soup. Okay. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, from, um, from Fish Guy Photos. I'm taking my backpack, and I'm off the boat. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. All right. I'll tell you right now, man, simple as this. I think a lot of you guys know that I meditate every day. I don't need to meditate today. That was meditation. That's the funny thing about meditation. A lot of people go, oh, you meditate. They don't even realize that most of us meditate on a regular on a regular basis, whether it's listening to cool music, going for a walk, Going for a jog, going for a bike ride, getting on a boat, watching your kids. One of the things I like to do on a regular basis is uh, just shoot baskets. All those activities are a form of meditation. Anything that gets you outside your head and slows down the voices, the voices in your head. Yes, we all have them. If you could silence the mind... That, my friends, is meditation. Oh, yeah. And this is a good place to uh, end the old podcast. All right. I hope you enjoy this. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Opie Radio Podcast. And if you like this podcast, you know what? 
five-star reviews on the old Apple podcast. That helps me. I'd appreciate it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Uh, Like I used to say, well, I'm going to continue saying it. Screw it. Joey, wrap it up.